And welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. I am Larry Monkey, and I'm here with Justin Rogers. Woohoo! Yo, yo, yo. Here we go. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> it's just another day of moving, another week of moving, another month of moving. It feels like I've been moving for a year and a half now. So, yes, cracking a I beer. Mean, Let's feels just like I've relax. Been five years or a year and a half or whatever man you have been either right, right, right. moving or whatever you're putting together fucking swing sets that aren't even yours you're moving you're <laughs> lifting all the fucking rug out of your ass what the fuck man how do you even yeah. i mean i understand and then you then you're you're run dff so you're fucking you're running every day like how do you even yeah, fucking just, cram all that shit in i just knocked out four and a half miles before we started this like i i, uh. you know, I just gotta make it happen man it's exhausting sometimes i'm not gonna lie i can't wait for this to be done i got about 1800 square feet of floor to lay and then i can relax a little bit so i'm on the grind man i'm on the grind now so. what is your is your deadline september 10th is your deadline september 13th because those are the only really important dates that you should be considering right now <laughs> okay to be fair it's only gonna take me like i don't know two three days to lay the floor like the, I tear up some more carpet, but I've, it's not that bad. Laying laying floor is not that hard. It's just you know getting the prep work done, really. So now I got a clean surface. Good, I'm good to go. So what is more challenging to you, or what is more difficult? Is it laying floor or laying pipe? Well, laying pipe's easy, baby. Oh, get her done. I've been look. Look, you gotta realize I've, I've been a bartender for almost twenty years. Laying pipe is just second nature. I have a oh, I have a question. Another second question, a follow up. Are, are you on your knees more, laying mm. wood or laying pipe? I mean, I don't even. Let's just. I mean, know what, what conversation we're entering right now. You're laying wood or laying pipe? Is there a difference? It's a lot of it's a lot of tedious work on my knees laying wood. It, <laughs> it just is. So it just it's tough sometimes. You know, you just. Crawling out of the place, hammering, nailing. Oh! It's, it's rough. So. Yeah. <laughs> but what it, you been up to, man? Oh, fuck. I'm so fucking. Oh, this led up right. I mean, this led right into this show and it delayed. I mean, I didn't. I, I sent you the link and I was like, oh, fuck. It's five after nine already. And then thankfully you had just gotten back from your run. But uh, I was like, ah. My my twenty, let's just say twenty five year old home league just collapsed ten minutes oh, ago. No. <laughs> no forever, way. it crumbled into the sea. It just did that. It just did that. What I'm happened? like, fucking, my knees are going blah, 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 blah. right now. I'm like, I I slam. Oh wait, I do have some beer left in this can of Guinness. But uh, yes, I don't even know yeah. where to begin. I mean, it, well, the writing was on. What the happened? Ball. Did like was there a falling out? Was there a falling out between other guys? Like what well, happened? Well, here's I don't know. I don't even know where to begin. So uh, it, this has been boiling. It's been it's been happening every year. Every year there's a whole bunch of drama. Now when you have a, a league that is as old as this one, and there's it hasn't there's probably mm-hmm. half of the league is it's a ten team league. It's probably gotten to 12 at times, but for the most part, most of its 25-year existence, it's been a 10-team league, and probably half of those guys have been in it the entire time. So let's, you know, so there's right. five guys that basic. So, so now you're talking about five guys that run the league. There are like there are two guys that run the league, but there are like another three guys that you know they have to fucking have their say and blah blah blah, which is which is expected, and you want that you want that you want that input. 
but sometimes it's just like, uh, like, you know, you, you have to do the draft at a certain, it's a redraft. So you have to do the draft at the last possible minute. When's the last possible minute? It's Labor Day weekend. Well, fuck man. We, you know, we, we sure. live out, uh, we live out in Jersey, the Jersey shore, you, you know, you're down the shore on, on Labor Day weekend. If you're, you know, if you're not at a barbecue, but anyway, in the old days, it didn't really matter. We, everyone always piled over somebody's house and we did this draft. It was amazing. And that's, that's how it's always been. But, uh, and then a few guys moved away and they would, we did the Google spreadsheet, blah, blah, blah. And everything worked live draft party, you know, uh, great stuff. And then it just turned into like, so seven guys live under an hour from each other and no one wants to meet up for a live draft. Now I no, I understand that it's, this is the mm. COVID time of blah, 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 blah. This is how it's been for the past X amount of years. Yeah. So I don't want to, to minimize the fact that it's not a live draft party, you know, in that respect, but it's Saturday night, eight 45 was the draft. Uh, uh, and it was an online draft and I'm like, and I, my argument was I can't, and I'm the commissioner. <laughs> I'm even the commission. I, oh, I kind of share commissioner. Uh, yeah, I'm the commissioner. Um, I share commissioner ab uh, abilities with one other guy, but it's really like, I mean, we just kind of weak, yep. but, uh, yeah, it's, I know uh, exactly it's, what you mean. That's how one of my every year, is. every year it's another fucking, oh, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to do this. I don't do that. Blah, blah, blah. I can't do this day, but it, it, I don't know. It's just, I don't even, I can't even provide you like concrete examples of, of the, the amount of drama that has taken place in this league. Anyway, long story short, I didn't want to draft in my car, man. I'm the fucking commissioner of this league. Why should I have to be sitting there drafting in my car, you know, on a Saturday night on Labor Day weekend? Right. That was kind of my. I originally made the draft during the week because it's an online draft, and yeah. and that sucks. But that's when you do online drafts. You do them during the week. And then uh, yeah, one guy was like, later. "Oh, yeah." One guy was like, "Oh, what about a Saturday?" And I was like, oh, "You know, whatever. Just we throw some dates around. It's a placeholder." This was this was a month ago, and then it just evolved into uh, Saturday night. And I was like, "Well, I can't do it Saturday night unless." I'm home or some, some people come by and then I can like legitimize the fact that I'm sitting at home because they wanted to go out to the beach and you know, I've a wife and a five-year-old. My life is not like you, their lives don't evolve around me. I'm just a satellite that evolves around them. So it's not like, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you guys can't do anything and, and stay at home because I have to sit at my laptop and stare at it for two hours on Saturday night at eight forty-five PM of Labor Day weekend. So, I don't know. My my beef was like, I don't want to fucking do this. I'm like, does anybody want to come by three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock? It doesn't matter what time. You know, maybe let's. And then it was. So uh, then one guy was like, Oh, I don't even care about this league. And I was like, oh, you, you know, guy, and one guy, guy was like, It's not important to me. This 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 is there's, he goes. Someone was just like, There's strum every year, and I don't care. And then the other guy was like, Did We settle on this date. You know, four weeks ago, he's like, "I'm out, fuck this," and I'm just like, and I'm, I'm kind of been looking to to get out of this. I don't want to be commissioner of this league because there's just too many. If you're going to be, a, there needs to be one commissioner, one guy calling the shots. And and this is this is a now this is a legitimate conversation we could talk about that pertains to not me, <laughs> which is, I mean, how, okay. how many? I commission two leagues. One of them I started this year. It's a dynasty league. It's uh people I know from group me chats and things like that. So it's it's easy. I just. I only have one like personal friend in the league. And uh, so I just make decisions. I'm like, all right, this is, right. you know, I get to do this. The other one is a home league. It's it's a league that I actually didn't commission until about four years ago. It's on ESPN. And I, I was given commission oh. duties by the guy who had been running it. 
He stopped coming to drafts. He started drafting. Like, it's always been a live draft at, at Buffalo Wild Wings, where I work. Uh, right. And, you know, I mean, I'm talking about we pulled out the stops. I, dr- I bring a, a HDMI cable in there, and I, I hook it up to the big screen. We run oh, an fuck. app on there. I mean, we have our right. spot. I mean, like, we are VIPs for that for that two and a half hours. And I, I want to fly out to that draft. Like, I, I feel like I would put it, I, I would put, I have no problem putting in an effort to come to a draft where I know well, that someone's going to fucking take care of business. Well, if you want to come to the draft on Sunday where we have a spot open because that ah! guy that was, that, that guy that was commissioning told me yesterday that he's ah! out. He's like, you know, maybe there's a spot next year. I'm like, no, there won't be a spot next year. I'm just telling you right now, I'm not ah! dealing with this again. So I'm going to find a spot. No, uh, but I mean, like, all right, so I do this. I have two home leagues. Both of them are at Buffalo Wild Wings with regulars, two sets of regulars for the most part. There's some crossover. I set it up on a, on Friday night when I work. I'll set up my HDMI cables where all I got to do is come in and plug it in. It's already going to be plugged into the projector. And I'll what have the program for we'll, – we'll start at, at, uh, at 12 o'clock on Saturday and do one draft. And that's my other buddy's league. He commissions. And then on Sunday we'll do my draft at 2 o'clock. And we run nice. the same program. He and I split the cost on it, and we just we run it on the big screen. And I mean, it's just that's how it is. And we, you know, you announce your pick, and I throw it in there, and I'll announce it. You know, such and such is off the board to blah blah blah. You know, oh, that's and uh, oh, yes! it's great. I love live drafts. Live drafts are the best. And we always have a couple people that can't draft in person, but that's okay because the program allows me to set up to where someone can go in and log into their team and draft. So once before, when I was, I was not the commish, I had a wedding in South Carolina with one of my best friends. I, we were driving back, and we stopped in Applebee's so I could hook up to the internet and draft this team. I literally stopped in the middle of, I don't even know where we were, somewhere in Alabama, dra- stopped and drafted for an hour and a half, two hours uh, with my wife and one of our buddies that was riding with me. Like, you know, this I I treat this league seriously. Like it's my home league. I want I want to be able to talk shit to all the regulars I see every Thursday and Friday. Yeah. I was in a uh, a league. So this league is just like it. Tur- it's just turned into a blah bullshit blah. It's just like a whatever. Yeah. If I want to if I want to do an online draft with some with I'll just do a Yahoo one. You know, it's that's, right. that's where I'm at. I'm so disappointed that this is where like I, like no old school I am. Man, I used to have a subscription to Playboy. That's how old school I am. <laughs> well so, i just i got like the so one time my dad was in the air force and we moved and we ended up at this place there was the black black plastic magazine that came through and i don't even remember what it was i do oh, i do okay. know i do know that there was a penthouse subscription at that because i do remember that one but it wasn't Ooh, the first penthouse. penthouse was man like you talk about oh, Playboys, yeah, whatever penthouse your dad was, was, dirty, the penthouse? Like, your dad was no, the penthouse? it was the guy that it was the guy that lived there before like, of course, this stuff was still coming in. Like I was intercepting the mail. I was like 13 years old intercepting the mail. So yeah, I, I get it. I, I know that kind of old school. I know that kind of old school. It was. So I would have. I would have folks. You know, it would be a bunch of dudes. They come by for the draft. I throw a bunch of fucking playboys all over the table. I'd have two TVs going. Whatever sports was on the TV, we'd be. You know, we we get some food. We cook on the grill. Whatever, man. It was just always like a fucking just a great day. And now it's been like, oh, you know, I don't want, you know, the draft will take forever, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, I don't want to, and I don't, and I'm like, I don't want to fucking sit on a two two minute timer, you know, I want to fucking enjoy the day, I want to jump in the pool, oh, it's my pick, come out right. and just fucking, you know, look at my fucking list and you know, put my sticker up on the wall. I used to, I did that a couple times. We had a first moved here, we had a uh, 
I had a couple of live drafts. I was trying to revive it, you know, like resuscitate this league. Right. And it was, I had, I, you know, I bought the, the whole board with all the stickers and all that shit, the you know, kit. and oh, yeah, yeah, right. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, but yeah, it just kind of, yeah, we, you know, out. we used to run to run all of ours with the Buffalo Wild Wings. Like they used to give you a, a draft packet if you signed up and, and draft yeah. it. So we used to rush with the stickers and everything. And you had to, you had to go find your sticker and go put it on the board. And, and then one time we, uh, we ran a draft and it was if you draft somebody you can call it out and we had someone there that was just doing stickers and if you called out someone that had been drafted you had to take a shot oh. it's already been taken you're taking a shot this guy took three shots in one, in one draft i mean like hey look you're gonna get buzzed damn it in addition to the drinking you're going to have a shot and it's our shot it's our choice it's not your choice it's our choice what you're drinking i love that you if you draft someone that's been drafted you have to do a shot that's brilliant and should be a permanent staple in any live draft. The tr be being able to not choose your shot, though, that I have a problem with because that, that could go <laughs> south really, really bad, really fast. Well, then you better keep your shit on your, your – you better uh, be on your P's and Q's, damn it. There's that guy, right? And you're like, no, he well, went in the third round. There's no way, man. It's the 10th round. Because <laughs> otherwise you're going to otherwise you're gonna feel the burn. You're, you're going to feel the burn, and it's going to be worse than that hot box sweet – Hot Whoa! box, bat, small batch hot sauce that we have. It's going to be way worse than Just that. Fucking, so yeah, that 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 brings us <laughs> to our special guest this evening, who is supposed to be joining us, and that is Mister Bo underscore Mick Big Time. Now, you guys have heard us talk about him because he is the founder of the Hot Box Small Batch Hot Sauce. Tell us about it, Larry. If you don't know about the Hot Box Batch by now then you're just proving to yourself that you ain't been listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce podcast. I want to explain who Mr. Bo McBigtime is. He is the, the hot sauce boss when it comes to the hot box batch. I really want to talk about the hot box gourmet small batch hot sauce, quite possibly the most deliciously intense condiments on earth. Hot box will make you forget what food is like without it satisfaction and addiction guarantee oh girl oh girl oh baby there he is, there he is. oh that's so sweet he said he said he loves us i do i mean i get i have to adjust my pants every time larry reads it like that <laughs> you gotta you gotta take out that roll of quarters right yeah it's uh it's the it's real man every time i every time i listen to the show i'm just like whoo I, I i wrote those words but larry just says it in so, uh, some sort of way that's exciting <laughs> he gets that little sexy rasp going on at the end of it and whew, yeah and i'm telling it's like you very white shirt trying attack. to get the heat going down so what's up dude jesus man we have been promoting your sauce and we we love it man we love talking about it i love it i have it upstairs i and i have like a it's really just a, a, an empty bottle but it really could be like a vintage <laughs> like it's a bottle that with no label it is yeah. the hot box bat and he was like you know you want do you, do you want me to just send the bottle or because I get the labels tomorrow? I was like, no, get that shit in the mail, dude. I want it now. I want it. <laughs> yeah, we were ready to try it. Yeah, yeah I was, I was ready surprised to try it. with that answer, too. 
Look, I mean, they got it like two days before me, and I don't understand how because he lives like way the fuck up in Jersey. I'm, I'm, I swear, I'm closer in Mrs. There, are you? Are you born and raised, Cali? Yeah, NorCal, uh, Dirty Five Thirty up yeah. uh, north of Sacramento. I'm actually from the olive capital of the world, Corning, California. Um, we actually have okay. more olive trees than the entire country of Greece. Let's talk about the hot box origin. I I follow yeah, you on Twitter. You, do you do a lot of cooking. So yeah, um, I do, I do a lot of cooking. Yeah. I do a lot of cooking. I mean, my my dad's dad was a chef in the Air Force. He cooked for a lot of higher ups. Um, then he retired, became a trucker, moved to Northern California from Arkansas. And um, my mom's dad was a butcher and ran a turkey ranch. Um, so I had food on both sides. Uh, nice. um, I really didn't get into sauce until this winter. I was um, I was kind of, I was just messing around. I was like, I'm tired of reaching in for a hot sauce to add something to what I'm eating. It's either um, not not hot at all, it doesn't add anything to it, or it's so hot you can't even taste anything afterwards. So I wanted right. something that was had good punch, lots of smack you in the mouth heat, but it makes everything taste better. And so I, yeah. I made too much the first time. First, first run, first go, dry run made it. I was like, wow, this stuff is really good. And I made too much of it. I was like, oh, I'll keep a jar for myself, send a bunch to my friends. I put it out on my food por- uh, food porn page on Instagram, McBeeKitch, oh, oh. at McBee underscore Kitch. Yep. Okay. My wife was laughing at me because I put it on my Instagram story at 10 p.m. And then she went to bed. And the next morning, I had already sold through what I had left that night and then people were, had ordered like 10 more mason jars full. And I was nice. just like, whatever you want to pay me. I don't even know what it's cost anymore. So that's amazing. So, so you have calculated ingredients that you make this with. You didn't just like throw a bunch of stuff together and say, wow, this tastes great. Let me try and do this again. Like you measured out like what you need and how that, how did that come to fruition? Measurement is a strong word. I, I, I threw together a general amount of the ingredients that I use. I use the same ingredients to this day. Um, I measure it more now because I want it to be consistent. Um, yep. But it's uh, it's about sourcing ingredients. I'm getting better ingredients now as I go, and I'm, now that I'm measuring, I'm getting the same results every time. But the first the first run the people got with no labels. I mean, those are antiques now, and there's only forty or fifty out there in circulation, and. Uh, Wow. So you think and those they're, taste they're slightly different? You think maybe they a tiny slightly? bit? I both. What's that? So which batch did we get? We were the third run, the fifth run. Where are we at? Mm-hmm. Mailed us Somewhere out. Yeah. How oh, yeah. You guys are at the Genesis. That's amazing. Oh, and my a buddy of mine. I have a couple of buddies oh. that ordered from you too, and uh, the one guy was like, didn't have a label on it. I'm like, dude, that's because yeah. that's this is like OG shit right here, man. Yeah. You need to fucking this is this is you. <laughs> want to be happy that it didn't have a label on it and then i right. said and then yeah. when he came when he said that to me he wasn't upset about it or anything when he, he was just curious about it so when he said that to me you had already had your label out online i was like here's the label yeah. <laughs> he was like that's awesome it's a great label <laughs> look you can you can print it and tape it to the bottle it's fine yeah when when we discussed the were well, you just like what the fuck is this guy talking about he was he, he going to talk about me on his podcast or like were you just like fuck it i don't care i'll send him a sauce i'll send these guys a couple yeah. sauces to talk some shit hey it's been a lot of fun i i love sending bottles out yeah dude i i mean hey, you have a dynasty twitter i mean is is it just dynasty twitter or like are there other are you are you a part of any other like twitter 
communities maybe to a very small degree um the bourbon community um but mm-hmm. mostly it's not just dynasty yeah. i dynasty is relatively new for me i'm, I'm a couple of years into that um i did mostly dfs and redraft up until a couple of years ago that's right but, yes now you have your own podcast coming out correct pretty soon yeah um, i'm with nimble with numbers there um scott simpson um picked me as one of his dfs staff writer for nimblewithnumbers.com i've published one piece i got another piece coming out next week to lead up for week one on DraftKings, so that we can uh, make people some money especially well, ourselves congrats. you know congratulations nice. on that man that's cool how many leagues are you in you know you say you you've been predominantly redraft in dfs for a while so give us the breakdown of what you're in right now and and how you how far you've delved into this dynasty business so yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm lucky. I actually came prepared because I just counted that yesterday, <laughs> and uh, it was uh, I didn't tell anybody else. I think I told a couple of people on Twitter, but nobody really follows me. I just passed 800. I'm I'm happy about that because I'm just like okay, it's getting a little up there. And, uh, All right, so I'm tell us the numbers. Five dynasties. five dynasties now. I started with mm-hmm. one last year, which was uh, local guys. And I took over an orphan. It's it was a complete disaster, and I've turned it into a very young, promising roster. Um, I had a, a successful struggle last year, where I I tried to get high draft picks, and then I ended up winning seven matchups. And so I was just like, okay, oh, let's sell some picks and get some young talent instead of just get building up draft picks at this point. Um, but five dynasties now. I got added to. I got invited to Scott Fishbowl for the first time. That was awesome. Nice. Um, I mean, I think I'm in 10 redraft leagues now and then a whole bunch of best ball. I love best ball because the draft is my favorite part. And then you could just forget about it. Yeah. I just love drafting. It's just pull a bag of chips out, pour a beer, pour a (laughs) glass of bourbon. And I'm just set. I'm just like, Oh, let's see who uh, I get this time. Yeah. I just finished up the FF down under bowl draft. That was and for the first time since the NFL draft. I haven't been drafting with all the, uh, the eliminators and the, and I did a couple startups and just everything. I swear, every over. time we recorded, Larry was in the middle of a draft. He was I was like, on, I'm, I'm on, on the clock. You know, holy shit. This guy. Yes, so. I was on the clock. It was, it's awesome, man. So yeah, this is the first time I'm on. So uh, my D I have a DFS question for you. Sure. Are you approaching DFS with a different mindset this year. You can't have, there's no preseason games. There's not, I mean, there's nothing to, you have nothing to really read up on except for um, practice reports and camp news, right? Yes and no. Um, Preseason games help me kind of figure out where the depth charts are going. Um, so they do play a part, but right now it's like week one, everybody's an expert. I mean, the, the DFS right. piece I wrote on Nimble with Numbers, it's like everybody's going to be like, oh, week one, pick us, listen, read our podcast, listen to our podcast, read our articles. We know best. We're going to make you all kinds of money. It's like, well, no, nobody's really going to figure anything out until after week one when you can kind of figure out how things shake out, who gets hurt, who loses their job, who emerges. Um, so week one, I'm kind of a lower um, – more of a cash game kind of thing where I'm looking for stability. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for volume. Um, but week two, I'll have a pretty clear picture of what's going to shake out and I can get more aggressive. You know, I was just thinking as you were talking that this might be the year that more stars and scrubs happen. And it's mm-hmm. because you're going to have late subs and stuff, COVID people out, right. and you're going to be able to find that random running back that, you know, occasionally you get one in week eight or week nine, but you might have one every week or two every week that you can play it and plug in and, 
So you end up yeah. with a stars and scrubs thing. Is that something that's going to be chalk this year and you might have to pivot in a different way? Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be really important to check later and closer to kickoff because of that new rule where they can pull two guys off the practice squad at the last minute. Um, so like if somebody goes out with COVID, then they can pull somebody right up like a half hour before kickoff. You have to really be watching your stuff leading up to kickoff. Um, I'm still not a big stars and scrubs guy because I like to I like to find those diamonds in the rough and fill my guys with, you know, I just want to score a certain amount of points to get over the pay line. Sure. Yeah. Is that how you win the FS league? Is is it the long shot? Is that how you predominantly stay consistent? Is by by betting on the long shot guy, or they're just do you stay with yeah, like the, the guys that you're the guaranteed points, or is it do you have to like roll the dice on somebody and then just bet like a maximum amount of games? Well, Larry, you you're talking about two different things. You got you got cash games and GPP, and in cash games, you just want to hit the pay line, like like Bo was saying, you just want to get to two and a half three three x whatever it is right, in right. tournaments you've got to take the long shots you got to pick some random yeah i made most of my money last year um towards the end of the year just literally lining up tight ends against the cardinals so i made biggest payouts <laughs> were ross dwelly and tyler higby like four weeks in a row i was just about to say hashtag, hashtag tyler higby do you pay attention do you t pay attention to the salary cap when you're filling your lineup does it matter to you or do you have guys in mind and if you have like 100 bucks still out there or 500 bucks still out there you don't care about it or you try to like max out your your money can't you can't obsess about how much money you have left it's okay yeah. to leave three four five hundred on the table if you have your guys that you're looking at um and you're having your Good. value statement printed out right there in front of you um i i like to be within one or 200 but if it doesn't work out that way like i'm under and there's never really nobody in that spot i can fill it with then i'll, I'll just leave it be it doesn't bug me that much even right. though the cd and maybe wants to be like right on the number it, i think yeah. that's where i think that's where they, they win a lot of money like on the other side because everyone's They're trying money on the they, table everyone's trying to fill that last every get every penny's worth that they that they they don't want to you know be on the losing end of and i could totally admit that's a weakness of mine i'm like oh well maybe i could pivot to this player who's a little bit more money even though i might uh, and for whatever reason I, I personally might like that i don't play high enough stakes that i'm playing you know hundreds of dollars every week so i'm limited on lineups and and i can tell you that i've been like oh i got 500 dollars left i can squeeze 300 out of this player and, and go from you know, Keenan Allen to Devontae Adams or whatever it is, you know, and so even though I like I, Keenan Allen's matchup better. So, that week you know. that I had Ross Dwelly against the Cardinals, I was 1100 under the cap mm -hmm. and I ended up getting uh, five times value that with that lineup. I scored 189 and won what five times nice. my investment. Can you give me two guys that are going to be in all going to be in all your lineup in, the, in week one? Week one. You have, a, you have a couple of no brainer guys. Yeah. Um, I will have uh, plenty of Austin Eckler in week one against the Bengals. Yeah. Um, Ooh, just the Bengals. sheer sheer volume, and yeah. the, the Bengals defense really didn't make that many improvements, and I think it's going to be a pretty big shootout. I think Joe Burrow's better than people think, and I like to see those high totals. And DraftKings is PPR, and if you have Eckler at a pretty decent price, he's going to be highly owned, but he's going to put up a huge number. And then I'm really not spending up week one on wide receiver. I'm going to be heavy on Terry McLaurin. Um, because I just think that Washington's going to be in all sorts of shootouts this year. Their defense is, even with Chase Young, pretty bad. Um, and there's a lot of high-powered offenses they are going to square up against. So I think uh, Haskins will be slinging the rock, maybe or maybe not to his own team. But McLaurin's going to be the target of most of that. Awesome. Yeah. I really don't care if a quarterback, and this is the Jameis Winston theory, 
I don't really care if a quarterback is throwing it to the wrong team as long as he's throwing it to the right to my players enough times to matter. So exactly. Haskins will throw to McLaurin nine, ten times. I don't care if he throws to the other team another nine or ten times. It doesn't matter to me. No, it doesn't matter. So wow. if I, I get nine it. for 110, whatever, I'm happy. He's gonna you get know? he's gonna take it to the house so. at least once in week one. How many redraft leagues are you in? Like ten. Have any of them drafted yet? All of them except for one. I have one coming up on Sunday. Luckily, only one share of Leonard Fournette in a dynasty Ooh. startup. So kind of saw where I was headed there, but yeah. So put on a T for me. Do you you find yourself predominantly ending up with the same guy, or did you mix it up a little bit? You know, had, had you uh, what was your strategy as far as that went? At first, I tried to mix it up, and then I was like, you know, that this is crazy. I'm I'm a certain sort of player. Um, I ended up getting uh, Michael Thomas a couple times, and then when I ended up with uh, a pretty shallow running back position. I wasn't very right. happy with the way it turned out. So I ended up pivoting to getting more of a, a Joe Mixon type target in the late first and then swing around and try to get Eckler or Miles Sanders or somebody like that. Um, I like to go robust running back and then fill in with the, what is, it seems like there's 70 wide receivers that could end up top 15 this year. So I like, I like uh, throwing darts at wide receivers that have plenty of upside. Justin. How many redraft leagues are you in? So now I'm down to three redrafts. I've redraft. I've done one draft on August the 1st. We always do it August the 1st for whatever reason. But now I have two this weekend coming up. So they're my home leagues. The reason I keep bringing up my uh, my home league drama is because the text messages are flying in left and right right now. Like, Bo, this just went down an hour, like literally an hour and five minutes ago. Like all shit broke loose. And and all these texts are flying in right now, and I'm just watching. I'm looking at. I'm glancing at my phone, and it's just like text message, text message, text oh, message. You, text message. you weren't part of the conversation. <laughs> I have no idea you, what's. No, the, the, the leak collapsed, and then I jumped on the podcast. <laughs> I have no right. idea what's happening. He's right like, now. well, I got something to report, so or I got something to record, so you know, we'll catch you tomorrow. Yeah. So his 25 year old home league with a bunch of buddies oh is just falling apart. It's like that that dog gif with the the flames all around. This is fine. Yeah. Is fine. Oh, absolutely. This is fine. This is, yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a sleeper league with Bo Mick Big Time, and it's it's the Hunger Bowl. I like the sleeper draft, and it was a redraft, so I was like, okay, I could do a redraft sleeper league because yeah, the draft is the draft and sleeper is great because it's all colors and stuff i mean i wish yeah, they had I like yeah. it's just nice trading is just horrific i was staying away from cook hamara and mixon and now i'm yeah, well, gonna can... draft mix again i'm gonna take mixon over all those guys yeah mixon I'm safe mixon now over got that new Look, i'm taking mixon screwed. over Kamara and no. and yeah, I don't... cook no i'm not scared of Kamara. I'm not, I, I think this is, okay, so first of all, I don't know if you caught the news right before, you know, maybe an hour before we were coming on, but I saw um, it. the reason he was missing practice was an epidural. Of course, Twitter Twitter was losing their minds, like, he's oh, he's holding out, whatever. I don't think he's the holdout type. Uh, it, to me, now, Cook, yes. I, I'm I'm out on Cook. I'm out on Dalvin Cook completely, but in redraft, I'm, I'm okay with Kamara. Now, I don't, I, I think he should be in that mix and range and not in that Zeke Barkley range. I think he should be down in that mix of range, especially if it's a half PPR, you know, which a yeah. lot of a lot of redrafts are these days. It's, Dynasty is all PPR. It seems like everybody's playing PPR, full PPR in Dynasty, but 
And uh, so his value is a little lower because, you know, he's catching a lot of balls, but he's not, he's never going to be 300 carry guy. So if that, if there was half PPR, where would you have him? Five. I'm not yeah, discounting that's probably about at right. all. Yeah. Um, he's behind Zeke and uh, uh, Michael Thomas and half PPR right. because Michael right. Thomas volume is enormous and it kind of overcomes all the negative halves that he's going to get. The Michael Thomas, especially if he does something, anything similar to what he did last year, advantage yeah. over another wide receiver is just stupid. It's crazy. I think he's scoring another more touchdowns than last year. Yeah, I'm not confident in the volume that that that, that team will have. I, I don't try to be biased at all. I'm a Falcons fan, but I try not to be too biased. <laughs> uh, I try to be realistic. I, I don't like to let my fandom like I would draft Kamara over anybody on the Falcons. Like I it just I I did last year. And, well, and I mean, who you draft on the painful. Falcons over Kamara? Nobody. He's like a Nobody. fucking top five pick. The top five pick. No, no, take- uh, yeah, but then you could get. Well, you could go uh, see. Uh, for me, I think Michael Thomas is due for a little regression. I don't know how much, well, but I don't think much. he's going to be, you know, like. Well, I don't think he's going to catch 140 balls. I don't catch, uh, you know, like. I, I think he's more in that 115, 120 range this year. I'm a afraid of Michael Thomas for the very fact that that whole offense is designed to get him open, and it's like if he's not open somehow, they're going to 41. Mm-hmm. They're going. It's like those two guys almost yeah. every play. We're going to funnel the ball to those two guys every single play. Traquan Smith, irrelevant. You know why? Because he's only out there to get empty open. Emmanuel Sanders? Yeah, I'm not worried about Traquan Smith at all. But what if. I'm not not high on Sanders. See, I think Sanders could be. I'm not high on Sanders, but he could eat into some of the volume. I don't want Sanders in any situation under any circumstance because I do not want to be starting that guy. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a wide receiver. No, he's not not a wide receiver, too. But if he gets 70, 80 targets. I mean, that's going to eat into some of that because I don't think that Breeze is that 600 pass guy that he was three, four years ago. But he, ha- so, he hasn't been the last couple of years, and Michael Thomas still gets some. Right, but there, ha- but there hasn't been a wide, re- there haven't been a wide receiver too either. You know, there haven't been an Emmanuel Sanders. There's been a Traquan Smith, and I mean, like it's been pretty. I'll ugly. tell you what, in the hunger in the hunger bowl where I, I am in a 12 team league sleeper league with uh, Salito and Shane Manila and Bo McBig Time and FF Mercenary and I don't know, there's all kinds of weirdos in this league. The hell out of it, yeah. This guy fucking passed on Michael Thomas in the first round. Uh, and he went, he went, he went QB Russell Wilson. What, what, what's your thought process be t- behind going for Russell Wilson in a redraft super flex first round over, I, over the likes of Deshaun Watson. Actually, that was it. It was, it was, um, Ooh, I can't get behind first it. First round, the first round with Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. He got caught up in a run. You got yeah. caught up in a run. Okay. Hold uh, on. Hold on. I got I got to call a timeout here. The first five quarterbacks or the first five picks were quarterbacks. I, yeah. No, no, no. I, 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 they were all in the first round, though. I miss. I misled okay. you. Okay. As I was rattling them off, I was like, I'm misleading everyone right now. You're skipping <laughs> some <laughs> of the other players in there. Okay. <laughs> because I was like, not, what are the scoring set? I, I mean, like, what are the scoring the first set? round. Yeah. Because I've, I'll read you the first round because I think everyone wants to hear a first round of a absolutely. Of a yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. Um, so it went, it went Pat Mahomes, 101, CMC, uh-huh. uh, Saquon, Lamar Jackson, one, 104. Was it your traditional – and uh, Zeke yeah, Elliott, your, right. your traditional top, top five is right there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then, it, you know, then it goes Kamara, six, Cook, Kamara, Cook, six, seven. And then all of a sudden it was just an eruption. Eight, nine, 10, 11. Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. So, Bo, what is your what is your reasoning for Wilson over Watson? So, rushing upside mainly, I I still think Russell's going to run the ball and scramble more than Watson will. Watson is 
good runner, but he doesn't do that as a as a thing he does. He he does it as a last resort. Wilson, I we see scrambling around, taking first downs where he can get it. Uh, runs in more touchdowns. They run read option in the red zone quite a bit still. And I think that he's just a touchdown maker. Like Watson's receivers aren't necessarily touchdown makers, even when they're healthy. They're big play guys, but they're not volume catchers. You have Randall Cobb maybe as a volume catcher, but that's oh. it. I don't trust them. About but DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and the corpse of Greg Olson, I mean, those guys can all score touchdowns. And Russell Wilson throws touchdowns at a very high clip for his for his uh, ratio of passing. He's a low-volume guy, but he's a touchdown maker. And he doesn't make mistakes. And I got caught up at the end of that quarterback run. I wanted Kyler or Dak. And when they weren't there, I was looking at the end of that round going, it's a little too early to, in this format, nail down somebody like uh like yep. Mixon or and I was like I don't want to miss out on a solid quarterback rule with rushing upside that's the my main concern in a super flex is getting at least one quarterback who runs the ball and so, so yeah so he he went yeah. Russell Wilson Deshaun Watson goes with the 111 they no quarterback it. taken for a round and a half after, after the Watson uh, I took I had the bookend uh the 112 I took Henry Jacobs and then uh Bo McBig time takes Eckler on the way back. and But anyway, no QBs in the second round. And the first QB in the third round was Matt Ryan with the 3-5. Then it went Ryan Wentz, 3-6. Galladay, Breeze, 3-8. I don't know. Then Allen. And then I took Baker Mayfield with my first pick of the third round. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm a Baker guy. Yeah. Somebody's got to be. Oh, fuck yeah, baby. I cannot <laughs> wait for Baker to kick some ass this year. I'm psyched. He's, uh. I, I reached a, quite a bit in that draft because I wanted to get my guys. I love I love the charity drafts because you're just like, ah, fuck it. I want this guy. You know? You're right. Like, yeah, I want this guy. And uh, they're fun no matter where you are. I mean, uh, so I, I have my QBs or Mayfield. Got, oh, this is the draft, and this is—it's funny, Justin. This is the draft we did with Swags. Right. Remember, remember we—he uh, talked me into taking Haskins with my fourth QB. Yeah. If you listen to the the Swagsathon episode, we will discuss the hunger my hungerthon draft. We did, we talk about the whole draft anyway. You know, Watson has thirty-seven more rushes over the last two years. In his last two years, he has twelve touchdowns, which is more than more than Russell has in his last five years combined. I, mean, I don't I know. Mind. I like I like Watson's rushing Russell rushing floor. So. Listen, you got to remember it's a retry. Fantasy points city score. You guys go at it. I'm going to get sure it. Here. I don't I don't doubt I, you. Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, let's see here because I'm going to go off the fantasy pros thing. He scored Watson in 2019. Scored two less points in one less game. Uh huh. And then in 2018. So he was, you know, significantly more per game. And then right. in 2018, he scored, uh, let's see, a, a good bit more because Russell Wilson was hurt. I remember that. 33 more yeah, points yeah. than Russell Wilson did. And I, I do, I'm I am, I'm fading watching a little bit because he doesn't have Hopkins. He doesn't I think that's have a big that deal. go-to guy anymore. Who's he going to go to? Yeah. David Johnson? Uh, limping around? Watson Can't has a completely revamped, Watson has a completely revamped skills. All his skill set positions are fucking new guys. Yeah. I understand there might forward. be. Uh, sure, there's a learning curve. I never consider Wilson the consistent guy, though. He's the floor. He's the floor ceiling guy. Low floor, high, high, high ceiling. You're Where, exactly right. Because he's because he's very dependent upon touchdowns. Like he doesn't have the consistent week to week volume. It's kind of like it's kind of like the uh, the Will Fuller thing with with a wide receiver or a Brandon Cooks in a wide receiver situation. Where, you know they're going to score touchdowns, and when they do, they can come in clumps. 
You know, no, yeah, Wilson right. puts out those three and four touchdown games, but he's also prone to the 17 for 22 for 170 yards and a touchdown game. I hate where that I'm even. I hate points. that I'm defending Russell Wilson because he's he fucked me in the Scott Fishbowl. So fuck Russell Wilson. <laughs> fuck, you know, I don't even want to defend him because yeah, you're right. I don't no, either because I, he's a- yeah, he's a fucking roller coaster. <laughs> So, I mean, on paper, you know, he's got the he's got the weapons that have been there, and Watson doesn't. Watson has a whole brand brand new set. So, can they can they get become a cohesive unit before the season starts with no preseason games or blah 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 blah? I think we I think that's a DFS mindset there where you want. I mean, if you want to put some money on some stuff, go with consistency of quarterback, the relationship, quarterback, wide receiver, or whatever. Uh, that's my, that might where you, might where you want to put your money. Yeah, Bo. Yeah, your nay. Yay. Because Russell Wilson is getting to where his defense isn't as reliable of getting him back on oh, the field. Certainly, yep. So he's going to be in more shootouts. He's going to be chucking the rock more and out of necessity. They're not going to game plan that way. They're going to run the rock with Carson. And if you notice my Hunger Bowl lineup, I have a trio of Seahawks in my starting lineup. I have Carson um, as my running back two, and I have Lockett as my wide receiver. I believe one because I waited so long, but I have a lot of a lot of guys at wide receiver. But Lockett's my one guy that I paired up as a stack. Oh, with you're Russell. a Lockett guy, eh? Nice. Yeah, I just I I trust him. He's Justin. He's just solid as a rock. Are you a Lockett guy, Justin? I am. I'm Lockett over Metcalf. I, Me too. Lockett out targeted Metcalf in the end of the season. Even when, even when Metcalf was breaking out, Lockett out targeted him. He's just a better and receiver. And I like, yeah, and I was wrong about Metcalf. I was completely wrong. He's a better NFL receiver than I expected him to be, but he's still not the receiver that you're going to. I mean, he's that 65 reception guy, not that 90 100 reception guy, which I think Listen, Lockett totally is now. So I talked about before how I was in like a draft valley, like there's no drafts happening. I just finished the uh, FF down under draft yesterday of my final pick of the draft, Dan Arnold. 17 weeks one, later, yeah. 1.5%, 1.5 PPR. Uh, Corey Davis still out there. Devin See, Duvernay I, still up there. Miles mm, Boykin still out I'm okay there. With I took Dan, I took Dan I'm Arnold. I'm okay with those guys. Yeah, let him let him go and redraft. I go. took Dan Arnold. I'm just okay for with those guys, game. but I think I I think I would have taken I think I would have taken Corey Davis over over Dan Arnold. Uh, we've seen Dan Arnold. He sucks. Dan Arnold's garbage. Pretty good for two games last year. Listen, you know they play sixteen, were, right, Bo? <laughs> were they saying more about? They didn't let him play at the first fourteen. Uh, there was just as much hype about Darren Waller as there was of. Of Dan Arnold, and there ain't been no preseason games. Darren Waller had the preseason yeah, game, to, 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 and now we're talking Dan Arnold with no preseason games. Why not? Why the fuck not? Wide receiver slash Whoa. tight end on sleeper. <laughs> oh, you can get him. You can double him up. Yeah, yeah. I just. I, I mean, I is this know. a hot take at this point or no? Does everyone else know that they should take Dan Arnold with their last pick in the draft? I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, does, does does anyone know that or or is it just a yeah was CJ Uzoma there? Because I mean <laughs> hey, okay, so well, listen to this. Like I said, I was just talking about the 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 draft season that that starts after the NFL draft and it's oh god I, I I want every year to to just keep going like this year without the without the deadly fucking virus that doesn't have a cure. I just want just just the draft part of it. You know, just draft after draft after draft after draft and draft at the same time. And you're just freaking out because you have too many drafts going on. Like it was just the drafts have just been I've been it's been a virus in itself. I've got the draft virus. So, (laughs) yeah, baby. So so I had my draft. My FF down under draft ended yesterday. 
and and I have nothing going on today. But tomorrow, I also have nothing going on. What? But the next day, <laughs> I have some fucking hot sauce draft happening. That, Can't wait. That oh, right, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like I should be running this since this is the hot okay. sauce pot. Like, I, I, I was at like right. three quarters. I was kind of half listening. To, I was half in on the chat when this all this started. Yeah. I was half in because there's just so much going on. There's all draft. I was in a million drafts. So, and then that, yeah, and there's just regular stuff happening and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm, I'm in different, I'm in all kinds of fucking football chats. And Larry, for those of us who have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Why don't you tell people what this draft is? Anyway, Thursday. You guys are doing what? <laughs> That's why I brought Bo McBig time into this motherfucker so he could tell us. I don't know. I, I mean, are you the brainchild of this? Is it Kevin Tompkins? Is it Tompkins came up with the idea? I named it "Coming in Hot." That's our that's our uh, league name. Okay, I'm I'm commissioning are, it. Are we, uh, how are we spelling I'm, "coming"? No, with a no. I meant with to an say apostrophe no. at the end. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're just no, we're using an O. We're you know things get spicy around here. I just wanted to double check. This All right. Go ahead. Full bubble entendre. So you have to bear with me Let's here. Start over. <laughs> oh, this this entire podcast is is just double entendre. So. We're just rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Everything is no. Nothing's getting cut out of this. No. Of what I'm not. saying is, so Bo, thankfully, because I feel like we should be a part of this thing, man. So, so I'm in this fucking and there's and, and there's all it's a bunch yeah, of cool I folks. Man. I feel like I feel like you brought the East Coast guy into the West Coast game, and I appreciate that, my man, because you are a Woodland, California, right? I added you and a few big names to the group, and uh, apparently none of you wanted to drop out once you figured out what it was all about. All right, so Bo, what have you got? What have you got planned? For Larry on Thursday. So Tompkins' idea was to do a uh, best ball draft live streamed uh, for all the world to see, but with the theme of Hot Ones, the show with the interviewing celebrities where they go hotter and hotter and hotter with hot sauce. And so we're doing the same thing, except we're doing every two rounds of that best ball <laughs> draft. We're going to escalate the heat on the sauce. So all of us in the league, all 10 of us have bought uh, different levels of hot sauce. Um, hot box, my hot sauce is in. Uh, is in every single person's rotation. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be must-see TV. Um, we're talking pain, curse words, fantasy football. Some of the best personalities on Twitter are going to be in this thing. We might get a Scott Fish appearance. Uh, very possible, yes. Yeah, that's always uh, nice to... Yeah, I added him to the group, and he was like, hey, well, what can I help you with? I was like, yes. It was so funny. Scott Fish loves Somebody hot box, that's right. That's so always added. If, you could tie, <laughs> if you could tie Scott Fish to this shit... You're gonna you're gonna be making hot sauce for the rest of your life. I'm just letting I you know. I sold sixty bottles the day after he tweeted has reaction to it. <laughs> <laughs> He's only got like five followers, so I don't know where you got yeah, him from. But I think yeah. but, uh, one of the followers that bought because of him was an MB, former NBA player. I can't name him because he didn't tweet it out. But oh, if yeah, he had yeah, it yeah. out, I might. Come on. Yeah, All we have so to do is go and like uh, search scott fish's followers and figure out which nba players so when this started i was like i was kind of like half i was like you know you have your you have your chat you know everyone has their group chats that they're in and stuff so th this hot sauce league has had a chat for a solid few weeks 
Mm-hmm. And I've kind of had like one eye on it. You know, I have, I, I try to, I try to chime in whenever I can, but there, you know, it's just like the HQ league. It's just like an HQ uh, Patreon. If you take your eye off it, boom, there's like 65 fucking messages and you're like, ah, fuck. And then you, you, you responded <laughs> to one. You're then you, then it was like, like 12 hours ago. Question. Same deal. Same type of deal. So yeah, man, this is a hot chat. Everyone's into it. I'm into it. I can't wait. Uh, the faith, so La Leap of Faith, everyone knows in, in the Twitterverse, uh, is kind of taking a lead role in, in, in this um, rollout. So she kind of kicked it off with a with a tweet, you know, three days from now, blah, blah, blah. And it got a lot of traction on Twitter. So that's when I was like, okay, fuck, let me fuck. I need to fucking load up on some fucking hot sauces. So I'm like, let me see what I got. Let me see what I got. So I'm digging in my fridge. I'm digging in the pantry. And I'm like, I have almost all the hot sauces. The only the ones on that I'm missing are like the first two rounds, like two weakest ones. I have all like the fucking rip your ass apart with hot sauces. <laughs> I also mean my main sauces are not don't meet the scoville sign so i'm not i'm not not it's not like that i'm eating fucking you know burn your ass hot sauce every day of the week but what i'm saying is that it's just you know i'm not taking the i'm not pounding hot sauce every day it's just below the the second round limit the scoville limit because it's all about the scoville units you know the sku you know that's okay because my first three hot sauces are all three in that first tier, the coolest one. And then it just escalates in it, or it actually it falls straight into hell to that category, though. So I, I would say no one, eats the, no, no one eats those 150,000 Scoville hot sauces and enjoys them. That's oh, like some challenge shit. That's 150,000 is like putting salt on your pizza right there, man. Right. Yeah. Like the hot that, box that's the start. 150,000. That's not even the hot box. That's nah. not even the yeah, hot, hot box. box is 200,000. And that's my oh, fifth. See, I don't know the Scovilles. Yeah. All right. So I, I was looking at this earlier and, and I guess I should have paid attention before I start talking, but what does this get up to? Like a million and a half or something? I, crap. I can't remember uh, now. Dude, I remember seeing the last one. And so a couple of people have a two or three million. I have a six million that I'm going to be doing the last round. Listen, I have a, uh, so I have a couple of songs that I've never even opened up because I'm looking at everything I have and I'm like, let's see what fits into the, to the draft rounds. You know, I'm trying to slot everything. I wrote on it with a Sharpie, like which bottle like lands where and what rounds or whatever. The million, I'm like, I have a million one that I never even opened that's sitting right there. I don't even know. I can't remember what the fuck it was. I think it was a fucking uh, Dave's Insanity. But, you know, this takes the fucking uh, grease off your driveway, you know. But, you know, it also make your wings hot. (laughs) I have two Dave's in my rotation in there. Yeah, there's a Dave's. And, and, you know, then again, I'm just like a Tabasco uh, stuff that falls in line with that. And I think I can, you know, I can handle all, I can handle all that stuff. I, especially if I'm eating one, one, I, I'm, how are you going to do it? Are you going to dip the chip in and eat it? How do you, I plan on making an order of wings yeah. and each wing will be doused. Oh yeah, baby. How does that make you feel? That frisky. <laughs> I'm doing a tortilla chips. I'm going to just start dabbing a whole bunch on each tortilla chip. Chatter in the group chat has 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 reached a, a an aggressive level at this point, but we have not like talked about the consumption part. Yes, not as much. No, yeah. um, it's been sprinkled in, but it's hard. It's hard to pinpoint because some of them are doing tortilla chips like me because I don't have time after work to make wings before it starts. Um, it's starting at five thirty my time. Wow. Uh, so I'm getting off. I'm taking a half day of work. <laughs> 
and uh, come in. I'm getting. My, I'm, I told my wife she's in. She has. She has to put my kid to sleep. Yeah, well, our our kid. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> right. I was gonna say, right. She's five. <laughs> my five-year-old daughter sleep. Normally, I those Normally sleep. I handle those duties, but I was like, listen, Thursday, there's this thing happening. It's really gotten out of control. I need you to put Cassidy to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So hopefully I'll be there when anyway, this is gonna be a YouTube thing, blah blah blah. It's gonna be yeah. a big deal, apparently. And I'm I'm psyched. I love that we can promote the hot sauce pod. I asked Justin, I was like, Hey, are you off on Thursday? And he wasn't, or else I feel like we we could have split a team. If this was last Thursday. Well, actually I couldn't have done it anyway because I was I, I stayed up all night packing my yeah. shit up at the house. But, and you know what? You know, I I'm just saying like yeah, I probably should have pushed for. I, I mean, I feel like everyone's pretty cool in this group chat. When they were throwing around dates, I probably should have been like, "Hey, make it a fucking Wednesday so my partner can fucking do this with us." But now that now that things started heating up and stuff, I was like, "Okay, I, I now I have to now I'm, I'm in." I, I know that I have to go to the supermarket. I gotta buy I gotta buy like three bottles of sauce. It says that that's two thousand, and the the first round in, the, in ours is two twenty five hundred. Yeah, I get away yeah, with I'm doing three of them around that same level. The first three, and then it just escalates crazy if that matters if it, like it, it doesn't matter at that at that level it doesn't matter it's when you get where we're going yeah when we start getting over half a million to a million uh everybody's gonna be just hurting so, right. so i don't have yeah. to buy any hot sauce i have all the hot sauce i need and it's funny okay, because so, i made a comment that i made a comment in the chat I was like, yeah, and somebody, and I don't even remember. Maybe it was you, Bo. You were like, yeah, the hot sauce guy doesn't have all the fucking hot sauce. That was me. That was me. I got the hot sauce. Guys, is milk or cream or anything half and half? Is that allowed? Or what's going, what's the, what's the rules with this? Uh, The rule is you can use whatever you want. I'm going to be bringing all kinds of props into play just for comedic value. But uh, (laughs) uh, there, there might be a snorkel involved. Uh, where, where, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a terrible fucking idea, Bo. Are you going to be pouring shit down your snorkel? Oh, I'm cool. working. Uh, my problem is I'm working Thursday. I so hope this is a YouTube feed that I can find and rewatch later because yeah, I want to see you guys it. suffer. It sounds like it is. Yeah. I think we're going to. All right. But, let's bring know, this back to football. Maybe I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll blend this one back in. Where where do you uh where's Fournette going? Let's do this, man. Leonard Fournette, where is he playing tomorrow or on? Where is he playing by the weekend? It can only be like one or two spots. Tampa, Chicago. Oh, Sean McVay came out. Where do you got? I got him going to the Chiefs. Um, he he said he kind of right situation. Let me tell you, Bo. I would I would love if he went to Chiefs to the Chiefs because these. I just want Twitter to explode. That's That's spicy. Underscore make big time take right there. That yes, no one yeah. else can make that take. No one else has that take except Bo underscore. No, hold on. Now, hold on, Larry. Hold on, Larry. I have been saying for a day and a half that I really so hope he goes to to the Chiefs because, right. and I right, because I think it's I think there's a few of us out there that just want to see the shit blow up. Like light the fire, let the gas, <laughs> put the gasoline on there, and just light it and let let's see yeah. what Twitter does. I because just traded. Oh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this trade. Okay, I just traded this trade. Yeah. I traded Ceh for DeAndre Swift and Jalen Rager. Nice. And That's then, nice. oh, I like it. Then I, then I just flipped Swift for Dobbins. Great. Oh yeah, love it. I, uh, I did the Dobbins Swift trade today. Uh, today I did the Rager. So I traded Ceh for Rager and Dobbins. Yeah. I think that's a win for me. 
That is a win. Yeah, no, that's solid. That's a win before Fournette signs with the Chiefs. And Miles Boykin. So I got, and I have Lamar Jackson as my. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Dobbins. I mean, Dobbins and Swift were up there in the top three or four running backs before the NFL draft. Yeah. Uh, CH was at seven for me, and CH went to two for me behind JT for Dynasty um, as soon as the draft was up. But. I got JT at number one, no matter what, because oh, the, yeah. the Colts are going to run the ball a ton too. And their offensive line is a bunch of maulers. No brainer, no brainer, no brainer. I mean, hey, okay. Here's a good yeah. question with everybody's redraft happening right now. Where's John Jonathan Taylor going? In redraft? Where are you taking him? Yeah, I'm trying redraft. to get him late third. I was going to say so third is about where he's going. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to get him there. And if I'm early third, I'm, I'm just going to miss him. Um, well, that was, that was my question. Is it early third or late third? Are you going to reach for him early third? No, um, I'm I'm looking at my wide receiver one around there, or a, a straggler running back like Carson might fall to the early early third, and I'll spring on him. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up the ABD, ADP where, real quick because I'm curious yeah. to see what's going in the 26, 27 range. But yeah, it's. I mean, would you would you take Bo? Would you take David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell over him? Um, I like Bell a lot more. Um, I wouldn't take David Johnson yeah. for any reason. Yeah, that's fair. Or Gurley. Gurley's another guy. I love, I love Gurley this year. For redraft, yeah. he's he's a slam dunk because that volume yeah. is going to be there, and he's a he's always been a touchdown guy. It's like you you can't predict regression for him because he, every year he finds the end zone. I think I'm there with you, and I think I took Gurley uh, in the third round of the Scott Fish. Yeah, I think that he's going to have the volume for sure. So if you're looking for for a third round volume, and that's where you have to look. You know, you you could take yeah. guys like. You know Melvin Gordon, or you know, and, I, and you know Jonathan Taylor is fine. Melvin Ingram, or uh, Mark Ingram, is there in the third round? But I'd rather have those guys that I think that are going to get the volume, which is, you know, Todd Gurley and Love Bell. But I'm fine with David Johnson. I actually think I would probably take David Johnson over Jonathan Taylor in redraft. So. I'm avoiding David Johnson at all costs because I think he's going to lose that job. I think he's going to come out like a corpse like he did last year and. Uh, Duke's going to get more volume than we than we think, and I mean, I I really do think that uh, Ceh all that helium that he's got is a huge sell high. Um, I oh, I only have one lead. Yeah, yeah, he's the ultimate like, hype sell high. I'm seeing him in redraft at 1.05, 1.06, and I'm like, uh, no, he's going to get like 250 touches. He'll be a Max. running back 12 overall, maybe, but he's not going to be your 300 point guy i think 250 is probably pretty generous could, could, all right so to be fair casey doesn't has not targeted the running back at a, at a high rate since jamal charles and andy reached first year together in i think yeah, it was 2008 Hunt got since, a lot of Hunt. well even it well not it wasn't even that crazy though it was uh did i mean they were yeah and that's the thing green hunt did a lot with it but as far as actual targets go i mean they haven't been top 10 in the nfl and targets in years yeah it's, uh, not gonna it's just it, I, yeah man no, they I, guess, what, guess what ceh says this year in redraft he is damian williams i mean he's gonna get just a sheer volume wow. but I, I feel like the volume's he's gonna be there. guy his same role he's he's got that volume built in where he's gonna get some touches but he's gonna be in a timeshare mm-hmm. they're not gonna give ceh straight out of college with no pass production skills uh, they're not going to put him on the field every play with Pat Mahomes back there making $250 billion a year. They're not going to do it. They're going to, they're going to swing guys in. 
You're going to see a lot of Darwin Thompson, Daryl Williams, Daniel Washington. They're all going to swing in. Yeah, even even back in 2017 when Kareem Hunt was a rookie, they were 14th in the NFL with 114 targets to the, to the running back. In 2018, okay. when Kareem Hunt played most of the season, they were 24th with 97. And then last That's year they were 15th with 111 targets. Mahomes there's just no, there's no passing volume. Well, why no, would Exactly. And even, even, even Alex Smith, like their, their game is just a downfield. I mean, they've got so many downfield weapons. Even Kelsey is a is a better oh. downfield weapon than. But you've got Tyreek, oh. Nicole, and Sammy Watkins out there. There's just speed yeah. everywhere. Why would you want to dump down yeah, for six, Denard seven yards? Robinson. Well, you could throw down. Right, exactly. Right. Like, there's just, just, just no. I, I don't. Yeah, it's Demarcus. That guy, Demarcus. That guy. Demarcus Robinson. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. baby. Yeah, one of them you Robinson kids. Games last year because. When you go downfield, all those guys are getting targets. They're getting wide open. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like Madden. It's like Madden. We're just playing Madden, and we're just, hey, everybody go yeah. deep, and I'm going to pick a receiver to throw to. And you guys are going to catch it, so it's fun. Right, yeah. Hey, where, where is Randy Moss on the field? Yeah, that's, that's the Minnesota Vikings. And, like, yeah, that's how I used to play Madden back in the day. Chris Carter's open. So now you've got a situation where you've got a very explosive offense and you're expecting them to target the running back 150 times all of a sudden? No. Like 100, 110 times is right where they're at, which is league average-ish. It's not going to be some, you know, I don't think CEH gets the 110, 115 targets. I'm not even sure he gets 100 targets, you know, where he catches 75 or 80 of them. I think it's more realistic that with with a, you know, a 70, 80%, even if he gets 70, 80% of the ball. He was a couple pass pros, I guess he was not going to be on the field. Oh, my gosh. Get, get Patrick Mahomes hit one time. No, thank you. So Yeah, he was ranked, like, dead last in the FBS. Oh, he was terrible pass in pass pro. Yeah. yeah. Was yeah. he really? He was, like, at a yeah, 400 he was, he was really bad. Was like way bottom. Um, yeah, he was very bad in pass pro. And that's in some of the best offenses in the whole country, like, almost ever. It's like we had, he was part of the most explosive offense in the history of college football, and he still couldn't right. block. He can design all the right. plays he wants. If you put him in a game time situation, he's one of the worst coaches of all time. What's the hottest thing you've ever eaten? Um, Do you have a memory of like Larry uh, hotness? Yeah. Yeah. Football uh, hot. Football hot. This will be the last point I make. I got to run. But um, yeah. hottest thing I ever ate was um, I did a wing challenge for uh, Mad Dash Pizza and Wings in Chico, where I went to college. Um, they were on campus and they were like, Hey, we put this pepper. Extract. We made wing sauce out of ghost peppers. And then we added extract to it to make it 2 million scobles. Mm. And so we had wings completely drenched in 2 million scoble sauce. And I had to eat a dozen of them. And so we pretty much had gloves and goggles on gloves and goggles on. I'm in pain after the first bite and I powered through because I'm a fat kid. <laughs> nice. All right. So did you win Extra, the challenge? Yeah. The challenge Extra was range. just finish it. Yeah. Finish right. it. And you get free pizza and wings for a year. And I, I a fat kid won. <laughs> well, they're like, damn it, fat kid, a fucking pizza and wings every every week for a year or whatever. Yeah. He looked died. He almost died for that. You almost lost your life and look at you now. You are the hot you're the hot sauce boss of Twitter. Still has hemorrhoids, but but at least he got free pizza and wings. You know what? And you want to go to hot hotboxbatch.com. Yeah, and we don't talk about it enough, and I, maybe I should, but I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a privilege to understand that 
if you enter the promo code spicy, you get 20% off your entire order. Maybe I should broadcast that more. It, you can only, it, it's, it kind of sneaks in yeah. in every broadcast. And when we do a show, it sneaks in somewhere. And right now it's sneaking now. Uh, you know, maybe it should have, maybe it's the first thing I should say when I say, hey, welcome to the Dennis Castle's podcast. Go get 20% off your entire order. But I feel like, it's a sneaky fucking thing, man, that you need to fucking pay attention to if you want a discount yeah. on the hot box, bitch, bitch. You know, especially twenty percent. That's that's not a small discount. Yes, no, it's that's, real that's a really good discount. Yeah. When are the t-shirts coming out, dude? Um, they're in progress right now. I have a uh, Master June from the Undroppables and Virginia Global. Um, he designed the logo, and he's going to be putting merch on Viridian Global's website. Um, and of course, it's going to be linked to hotboxbatch.com where you can get my barbecue rub, smoke shack, hotbox batch, hot sauce, and uh, soon to be some hotbox merch out there. I'm also going to try to work with the supplier to get some hot sauce holsters for people to wear around so they can have that thing on them wherever they go. I feel like maybe we should wrap things up because. Yeah, I got to run. We did go. Yeah. Not only does Bo McBig Time got to go run to f- mix up his hot box gourmet batch hot sauce, but we have to end this broadcast for the Dynasty Hot Sauce. So thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast.